three higher ed authors, 100 plus college and university presidents, dozens of actionable insights for academic leaders. Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education is now available on Amazon. Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Ed Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business. Dr. Joe Salucio back with you here again for the 530-somethingth time over the last three years. You know, we're recording this episode right now that you're listening to in mid-December. We are literally one month away from our three-year anniversary. And I will tell you guys, in our first year, when we did this, we started this in 2020, we went through our first full year and we got to 10,000 downloads of this podcast and we could not literally could not believe that anybody would listen. We we're like, who the heck is listening to this podcast? And then here we are, we're finishing 2022 with over 230,000 downloads. The only reason we do this podcast is for you to give you an inside look and an inside voice to what's happening in higher ed coming from me. I have experience 21 years in higher ed and I believe in it so uh, strongly in, in the value of a college education. I said, we got to start interviewing these people that are innovating and stop all this, you know, crap to be, uh, I guess I could say what I want. I could say crap. That doesn't put us in the uh, swear word category, but, uh, but uh, about, you know, colleges are dying and higher ed sucks and th these people don't know what they're doing. And I'm just like, you know what, let's show what we're really about. So I'm going to show what we're really about today by bringing in a pretty incredible guest. I got to tell you, um, I, I will say he's incredible because I've rescheduled on him like three or four times and he still came back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. He is Ken Elmore. He's president of Dean College. And Ken, we're going to get this done. All right. How are you today? I'm well, first off, impressive. That number of downloads, that number of podcasts. Uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. And, you know, I'm not one for, um, for shouting anybody out in a negative way, but I will say that uh, my, uh, one of my previous co-hosts, Dr. Charles Lloyd, he's president of White Mountains Community College, said, I want to be on this episode with Ken, and he's not here. So he must be busy. Uh, Chuck, shout out to you uh, in your busyness. I'm sure you're serving students, maybe enrolling one right now, and that's why you're not Absolutely, here doing Chuck. Chuck work. Saving one or enrolling one, right? So right. level set. Tell us about Dean. Uh, we're about 40 minutes away from Boston close to Providence and Worcester is about 20, 30 minutes away from here too. Uh, we have uh, about 35% of our students are students of color. Um, we've got nearly 60% of our students who are Pell or Pell adjacent. And, and, um, and so we are, you know, that's what we're, we are. Uh, my goal is to continue working on the incredible academic support that we provide students here. Um, making the place a bit more comprehensive from a baccalaureate standpoint. Our roots are in the two-year college experience, as so many colleges and university colleges are in the New England area. Uh, and, you know, we still have to move forward on the baccalaureate experience. And of course, we want to make sure that we continue to lead with our teaching and our mentoring. We get really high marks for that uh, here. And um, I want to make sure that we've got enhanced global and civic engagements. Those are important, too. Uh, this is a place where I want to make sure it remains diverse and it's a community that's welcoming and inclusive for everybody who's out there, faculty, staff, students, alums, and people who just want to come here and check out our vibe. I love that. I, I, love, I love what you're talking about. I love mission. 
Um, talk to me a little bit about the Dean difference, right? Because I, mm. I'm a website guy, I get to the website and I'm going, okay, um, you know, differentiation is an important part of higher yeah. education right now. And not just yeah. differentiation between institution, but yeah. differentiation on it's, it's, it, or value selling to a consumer that's going, should I go to college? Should I not go to college? I'm hearing it, all this noise around me. So what is the Dean difference? Why is that important? Yeah, I think what's important about the Dean difference and the Dean difference has been one of those things that is really the mission of Dean College. It's the root of who we are and uh, where we'll be and what guides us going forward. And so, you know, I mentioned that we are a mission embodied in a college. Well, that's what the Dean difference is. It's, it's a place where, you know, we put heavy emphasis on the academics and heavy emphasis on, uh, you know, the academics and the experience, the co-curricular co experiences. Um, and also, we put heavy emphasis on mentoring and teaching our students. A lot of check-ins. Part of what you'll get is the Dean differences. You'll get people checking in with you about every three weeks. Uh, a lot Amazing. of this is one-on-one -on -one conversations. You know, we want to make sure that, you, as you understand the Dean difference, it's not just a piece of paper, not just the degree. It's really an education, but it's a supportive educational environment. Um, and I think that's really what we're talking about here is, is that that's who we are and what we do. Do you find, you know, one of the things about when you're talking about uh, mentorship or check-ins or intrusive advising, and there's so many slick terms to, to describe it, and retention or, or persistence and the definitions yeah. of, of those, but let's just call it keeping a student on campus um, and continuing on with their education. So yeah. much of it is self-confidence building. And somebody says, well, how do you retain a student? It's like, well, you, yeah. you have to get them on a phone or on email or something. And all you're doing is it's kind of peeling back that onion to build self-confidence, to try to get them to yeah. recognize their own grit to persist and move forward. As, right. you, as you have a diverse population on staff and you're serving sometimes a, a, a students of a lower economic background or students mm -hmm. that are first gen, that identification of grit, making somebody see that in themselves is the secret to persistence and retention. How do you yeah. teach that? How do you mold that? How do you mm -hmm. hone in on that at Dean College? Yeah. So I think one of one of the big ways is presence, face-to-face -face presence. Mm. Um, that's that's our lock and stock. And, you know, one of the challenges that we face is we're becoming more of a hybrid world online and, and otherwise. So that's oh. a challenge. There's nothing like that physical presence that is important here. And for it to be frequent, that's that other piece, too. It's got to be frequent. And we try to make sure that it is. And the other important, important, important piece of this is it's everybody's job. Everybody's job. Right. Every everybody here is a mentor in some way. And we do have specific academic coaches. We have specific people who are, are charged with that and leading that. Uh, and we have a faculty that is really in tune with it as well. Uh, but that also means that it's my job to do that. It's our, every coach's job to do that. It's everywhere that we are engaging with with, with those people we call students here. Yep. We all have to make sure it's our job. And I think that's that uh, sort of ethos that you'll get here. I love that. Uh, it's, it's, it's important, right? And it's a cultural and yeah. your job as a college cultural. president. That's a good way to put it. Cultural. Yeah, right? Give it's yourself either, a round they, of they applause. Or they don't. Either they <laughs> believe it or they don't. And you can see the results in that belief or not. Um, mm -hmm. As a college president, you, you know, the job of a college president, I don't think has been harder ever. 
Um, <laughs> it, 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 that's today, right? Yesterday, you pre the college president would have said it was harder yesterday than it is today. Oh, yeah, right, right, the same right, thing right. tomorrow. Uh, right. But you know, you're dealing with societal shifts. You're dealing with uh, yeah. enrollment fluctuations. You're yeah. dealing with a, a, an attack on the institution of higher education yep. in itself. Um, one of the things that comes up when we talk about it in, in our book, Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education, you knew I had to slide that in somewhere. Um, <laughs> out on Amazon now uh, is... The and I had my copy, by the way. Thank you, sir. I, I, I thank you very much for your support. Uh, mm. But one of the things we talk about is this hypocrisy of, you know, higher ed doesn't have value. And the person oh. who's saying that mm -hmm. has a kid and is sending him to college. And right. it's like, what is going on? I mean, what's your take? I mean, uh, you know, being a college president today, how do you, I mean, where do you put your focus in? in, in is it internal cultural building? Is it, is it external yeah. you know, community building? Is it all? Yeah. And how do you do it? Well, it's got to be all of the above, right? Um, you know, we've got, first off, we've got to convince ourselves that this is something we want to do. I think that's an important piece. And a lot of times we beat ourselves up. This is important work for the society. And that's that other piece too. We've got to make sure that we tell these stories in our local community. So I'll, I'll talk about myself. You know, I've made a point of getting out into the Franklin community uh, in those cultural spaces of art and meaning for people, uh, religion and everywhere else to tell a story that's not about a bunch of highfalutin kids, uh, snot-nosed kids who are, you know, parking in front of their houses and that sort of stuff, but that this is all a piece of the market and uh, all a piece of the society and what we do. Uh, and, and you know, that, that things like how we make first contacts with people out there is important. Um, how, and that we, when you come here, we're going to make your, your class time meaningful and that we want to make sure that the people who are here feel like they belong and that we've got this enrichment that goes on that's a social kind of enrichment. So that's important. Um, and so we've got to tell that story. We also got to tell that story on a national level. And I'm starting to see, interestingly, with HBCUs that people yeah. are starting to at least recognize the value of education, especially for social mobility, uh, especially for really making sure that human beings are at the greatest extent of what their potential could be. Mm -hmm. People are starting to see that. Now, look, the hard part, too, is we also have to talk to employers. We've got to talk to grad school. You know, people are, are often letting the lead be that business and employers have this issue with higher education because we're producing people who can't do the work. Right. Um, and, and yet, and yet, you know, and here's this thing that just bugs me about that. Uh, what bugs me is that we uh, we need to be able to say it's almost like the person who says college isn't for everyone who's got a college degree. Well, mm -hmm. business will say that, but they're not hiring people, uh, mm -hmm. and they're not they're not looking at alternative kinds of things. They're not looking at that English major, for example, as someone who could do that, and they're demanding that we do other sorts of majors and things that help them. And yes, they're not hiring people. So you, you know that, that that really bugs me, and so part of the the story and the conversation has to be with employers too. Again, this is a societal conversation. Yeah. Unfortunately, higher education's gotten flogged in political spaces, and we have got to, I think, enter it. You know, we've got to have opinions. I think that for us to say that we are neutral in Switzerland all the time, that's just silliness. Mm. You know, we've got to come out in those places, and I think we've also got to. Um, talk differently about what we do 
uh, that's an important piece too. I think that we go into the political arena and we go into the civic arena talking academic speak and that just puts people off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that anybody would agree with me that being available for social and intellectual and personal fulfillment as an institution has always been an important thing for the society then as it is now. You know, I'm at a place where Benjamin Franklin uh, helped to establish the first public lending library in America. Uh, Way back in the agrarian times, uh, they wrote to Ben Franklin to say, we want to name this town after you. And Benjamin Franklin, instead of sending them money, sent them books. And in essence said, there is a revolution. It's going to be industrial that's coming. You've got to read about this. You've got to get yourself up to speed on this stuff. And you've got to be ready for the new waves that come. And you've also got to be able to talk to each other and understand each other. And so that has always been important to society and certainly for American society and overall global society runs on an educated group of people. It's what keeps discrimination out of our lives. It's certainly what helps us to tell our stories and make our fortune too, but we've got to make sure that people understand what the common good is and uh, how important the common good can be for all of us. Yeah, right. An educated society is a better society, or at least that's what we, uh, I mean, how can you uh, refute the stats in in, in terms of uh, lack of crime, uh, better earnings, better lifetime, you know, your age, uh, what is the age, you'll be alive longer if you have a higher education, your happiness is right. increased. There's just so many things that, and so it's really interesting, this whole war on higher ed and the war on a degree. Now, that's not to say that higher ed can't flex, right? We can flex, we can offer short course training, we can offer long course training, we, yep. can, we, we can do whatever we want to do. But one of the points you made is we like higher ed really likes the whole Robert rules thing and you yep. know being in the political and let's vote and let's have committees. You have to like deep, you know, you have to, I don't know what's the, uh, the, um, uh, <laughs> antonym of like decomplexity decompl- uh, and decomplexity. Is it decomplexity or simplify? Simplify. Uh, say, say it plain. Simpl- say it plain, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, decomplex. I'm making up a word. We're going to decomplex this. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you, uh, how do you keep agile? Knowing uh-huh. that it's really easy to fall into yeah. this. I had somebody say it here at Lindenwood yesterday, you know, we need to do this in five months, not five years. We had a five-year plan. We need a five-month plan. How do you say right. agile at Dean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that that is a big part of the challenge, right, is yeah. getting people used to that same sort of excellence, but to be able to do things like experiment a little bit, be able to do some trials. Um, being able to think about, for example, the kinds of partnerships that we put together, you know, Mm -hmm. what could those look like uh, in ways that we've never thought about before? Uh, And, you know, when you are in working with other people, and that's that great thing too, you're working with someone outside academics, academia, they push you to move a little faster, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I think also we, I'm trying to get people to understand that this is also a business. It has to be, uh, you know, uh, someone has to pay for the artists that are here and the people who need a little bit extra by way of push and, and coaching that that's not free. So thinking about it that way, too, is an important kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I think what I, I've been doing is uh, I've, I've been trying to stay off the big speak as much as I can. Mm. Uh, I still say Except what I got to say. 
Yeah, yeah right. Except for today. Uh, so, uh, you know, back in it. But uh, I, I think that's an important piece here um, in, in terms of how uh, I'm trying to say it plain or make it plain here and around here. Uh, you know, the other piece, too, is you got to you got to read a lot of stuff. You mm. got to listen to a lot of stuff. You got to go into experiences, a lot of uncomfortable experiences so that you understand people. That's an important piece, too. And you might have to talk differently to different people. You know, the other thing that I'm trying to do is to push people to really see that they can lead on some of this stuff and that they can be innovative. So a big part of what I'm trying to do, too, is to say, I'm okay with you maybe coloring outside the lines a little bit. Mm. I'm okay with you. You know, I'm okay with you maybe going to a conference or a meeting that you're not usually going to. Um, You know, one of the things that I did that's been really wonderful and fun with our faculty, uh, instead of having groups of faculty meetings to discuss ideas, I've been having these salons, right? We get Mm. together at a home, we play music, uh, we have a bit of wine, and then I bring in someone who's challenging them with an idea or two. And man, the creativity that comes out of it, but it's a way to say, yeah, we could have done this around a table, and I'm just not sure the flow would have been as well and as good. Uh, but now I'm giving you permission. Let's be creative. Let's go knock it out of the park and give me some ideas. Give me some new ideas. The things that we've done work or don't, that's okay. Uh, but we've got to figure out those things that might be different if we do it differently. And then what's more, how can we in small bits try some things out? You know that the world of higher education is experiencing evolutions and revolutions. You want to be part of the progress. Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education with insights from more than 100 college and university presidents will show you how. Get your copy of Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education now on Amazon right away. We think you're going to love it. It's amazing. I love that. I, I think that's a huge tip for any leader that environment, the environment that you're in will affect how you think and the innovative ideas that you can come up with, right? If you put everybody in a conference room at nine o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday and you say, let's in come my up with office, new ideas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to yeah, get, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people are going to talk, some are not, you're going to get, you know, you haven't you had your coffee yet. I mean, versus, okay, let's do something in the evening. It's a little looser. You know, you're, you, as, the, as the, the top leader of the organization, maybe somebody that sees you so busy during the day as a college president that can't get access to you comes up to you while you're drinking a glass of wine and goes, you know what, Ken, I, I just have this crazy thought. Exactly. Like, you know, maybe you'd be open to something like this and, and you're in the mood to hear crazy a little bit because I, you're, you're hoping for it, right? Well, you know, I, I often, and my staff will tell you this as well as some faculty, I'll find an article or something that just seems to be out of left field and I'll shoot it to them and say, and, and the tagline will say, crazy idea for today. You know, how can we try to? So, so for example, you know, here's one of those challenges that's out there. We know, you know, colleges and universities have to look at the next iteration of the internet, right? The internet mm-hmm. is changing. And so, you know, crazy idea is this. How, do, how is Dean College in the metaverse? How does it exist? 
Let's create it. Let's start working on Dean College in the metaverse now. And, and, you know, at first that's crazy, but then you start to think, okay, so how do we look at learning for our students with disabilities, right? How do we look at wellness and medica- meditation? How do we look at pre-study abroad immersions? How do we look at pre-internship immersions so that people, before they go to there, they are in their offices. And then how do we look at, you know, concepts like flying? Um, that's, that's what we've got to do. Crazy idea. Uh, yeah. You know, I shot that out to people and at first. It's like, this guy's out of his mind. And then you start looking, looking through some business journals, right? You don't look through the academic ones because we've got to study the hell out of it before we write about it and, <laughs> and, and put a stake in the, you know, in the ground. You, you look at these people who are saying, huh, here's some, here's some thoughts for business that might work. Uh, and, and you go, you start going with some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. You talked about the business of of higher ed a little yep. bit. You know, um, there is revenue, there's expense, somebody has to pay. We do know students have tuition, they pay by tuition. Different yep. universities have different funding sources. That's always a challenge to come up with new funding sources beyond tuition. How do you talk about that or maybe convince, I don't know if you can convince somebody that doesn't think higher ed is a business, but I think that's common more that we are accepting the fact that higher education is a business, that a student is a consumer who makes a conscious choice to, to buy something and they're buying an experience or they're buying an outcome or they're buying something. Yeah. What does that conversation look like at Dean College? And is it one you have to have often or is yeah. it well understood? Uh, no, you know, I think part of it is that not everybody understands it. And, um, you know, we are heavily, like many colleges, we are heavily tuition driven. And I think that sometimes people think that it's only about the enrollment numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got to think a little bit more broadly about that. Uh, it's, it's about employees. It's about contracts. It is about inflation, recessions, and the ways that other people are going to make some choices. I mean, you mentioned consumers and people needing to make some choices about uh, how they spend their dollars for their education and for what their goals and their dreams might be, right? Yep. Uh, but, you know, we also have people who are philanthropists who have to make those same kinds of decisions. We also have people uh, in business and other walks of life who also have to make some decisions about where their dollars go. Uh, so that's an important piece too. And I'm always making sure that we have those conversations. We talk about that. You know, why is this appealing, not just for a student, but their families? Uh, why is this an appealing option for a business that might want to do a partnership with us uh, and what what we would need and why? And why is this important for someone who uh, wants to give us their nominal dollars uh, mm-hmm. that or their extra dollars? Why would they want to invest in 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 a in a something that's very heady and very nebulous. And also you think about it, you invest in Dean College, you're investing in other human beings who may not be related to you. And that's Mm. an important thing to keep in mind. So, you know, that also means that what I've got to do is, and I try to do more of, is to be very transparent, you know, is that word everybody likes, but to talk more openly with people about our budget, our budget pressures, Uh, you know, sending a note to people saying, hey, here's some of the things, these pressures that we've got. That doesn't mean we're, we're not going to still do what we need to do, but you should know these exist. Uh, I, I just sent an appeal letter out and I try to make sure that our alums understood that while we're doing all right, we're doing good. 
I want you to know that we spend a, about 40% of our budget on uh, financial aid and financial support of our students. I want you to know that uh, it's it, it, that this stuff has to come from somewhere. I want you to realize too, just like you might have to realize that there are inflationary pressures that are out there that make yeah. people make decisions different than what they might have made, you know, five, 10 years ago. So, but but we got to talk about it. And we can't be afraid to talk about it. I know a lot of times in higher ed, we feel like talking about the budget and the pressures is like walking around naked or exposing family secrets. And, uh, you know, it, we're just at a point now where we've got to just be open about this. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. You know, what happens sometimes, I think when you have this business of higher education conversation, or at least for me, I get this. Say goodnight to the bad guy. You know, because it's like there's there's always somebody that just goes, yeah, I just, you know, this, you, you care more about the the dollar than you do the student. And it's like, well, no, if we don't care about the dollar, we won't have a student. We won't have, we won't have the service to service the student. Right. You know, mental health is a huge right. issue. Um, we were talking about this the other day. We said that just the number of appeals, like housing appeals or whatever, have gone up exponentially, and anxiety and mental health are, are it's one of the most common yep. issues now. And it's really hard to define as an institution to say, okay, where's the medical documentation for this? If yep. we're going to opt you out of a charge, what does that look like? You get yep. doctors that write, you know, mental health or so-and-so needs to be alone because of anxiety. And as an institution, you go how much do I push it and not, right. but mental health continues to be and will continue to be one of the major issues that we deal with on a college campus. And then you tie that to student type. We know less black men are attending college. We know that the community colleges are getting hit. We know, um, yep. you know, there's just le there's less um, a yep. value that students are placing in higher education. Yep. And I think that's because we haven't fought back as an institution to say, you can't say that about the work that we do. That's really where I, I, I think this podcast comes into play and, and, right. and how I try to fashion it is like, there's no fighting back. Somebody says yeah. higher ed is no good and we just all sit back. And, and I'm like, no, nope, we're gonna fight back here just a little bit and redefine the industry. Anyway, long, yep. short story long, investment in student care, in, um, mm -hmm. in redefining what the value of higher education means is one of the business items that we face. Can you talk a little bit about that and what the future yep. looks like for Dean College, where you're investing, what's yep. important? Well, you know, let me go back a bit. I, I think that, um, you know, we have to remember that Pre-COVID, we were in a political environment where uh, institutions, public institutions, public serving institutions, schools, churches, nonprofits in general, the, the charity, charitable organizations have been and, and still are, were and still are under attack, as you mentioned. Um, and I think there was a bit of a fracture there, right? We started to unravel a little bit. COVID, if, if COVID, and there were a lot of good things, of course, there are a lot of terrible things that came out of COVID, but some of the things about COVID is that it made us think about those things we take for granted. Mm -hmm. And I do think that we will, and you know, we took for granted, for example, um, that people need to come together, right? We took for granted that there are these incredible social needs of, of, of citizens that we've got to engage with. Uh, and, and do something with, as, as and I say, we, uh, society, and we took for granted that people need to feel like they belong, mm. uh, that they're in a relationship-rich environment. People, people love, believe that. Here, you know, again, we took for granted that teaching, good teaching, 
and face-to-face teaching is important. Here, we, like so many people, took for granted the ability to come together and socialize with each other just to do that. Not only take for granted, I think we've forgotten about it. You know, we've got this, and you speak a lot about the, and and what we're talking about is, I'll I'll call it the social work component of higher education. Mm -hmm. Uh, And social work is so that we get better people in the society. Uh, It's uh, certainly to respond, but hopefully we can be these proactive agencies in some way. And more and more, you know, I I told you about my population. My population is full of, my loving population, full of people that the status quo pushes aside or mm. thinks less of. So that means we got to do some care and we got to say to the status quo, you're able to keep your status quo because we're educating these folks. You're able to keep your status quo because we are supporting their basic needs and we are supporting some of their emotional needs. And so for us, I am one of the things that I am trying to make sure we do is to look at a long-term uh, wellness and engagement approach Uh, You know, we've like so many colleges and universities, we've got a number of the pieces. And I did tell you that this is a really good relationship rich environment. But I think that we've got to organize ourselves a little bit more around that and make sure that the component pieces all fit together. But not only that, make sure students know how important it is. Make sure that uh, families and parents know how important that is. And I think the other piece too, and this will help my friends in business who uh, bemoan Uh, what we're not teaching students, Uh, you know, I want to look at, and we're starting to look at how we actually have uh, almost a major in human skills, right? The new, Mm. I think the new general education and higher education, certainly around Dean, is going to be about human skills. It's going to be about your literacy skills, your cultural skills, uh, your human skills. It's going to be, the new gen ed is what we'll call, some people call, and I hate it, but some people call those soft skills. And it's one of those things that you almost have to major in. And it's why I'm calling it the general education. It's that it's good for the individual and the person. We know that. And it's also good for the society to have people who are out there who are knowledgeable, empathetic, uh, understand other perspectives, uh, can discern information and how to deal with it um, and are just generally uh, self-aware. It's really yeah. important. And know how to work. Don't, I'm throwing that in there too. They know how to work in teams with other people, those kind of things. So I am hoping that we can put together a, and I don't know what we'll call it, but it, it's going to be akin to a major uh, in the soft skills. You know what? I love what you, because I, I said- so, that way, so by the way, that way, you graduate with the degree of your choice. So you major in what, yeah. what you choose to major in, but everybody's going to major in soft skills. It's like a core, right? You it's a core. Soft skills, and then you take, yeah. And I, I love that because I feel like- and we're going to put it on your transcript. And yes. I, I, I hope that we start talking to professors so that they can say, okay, this course, here's what you get out of this course. Not just the intellectual outcomes, right. but this course involves a lot of teamwork. And you're going to learn to work with other people in this course. Or this course is going to be heavy duty on discerning good information from bad information. Ooh, so you're gonna one. have a bit, you're gonna have a literacy component here. But we put it in the syllabus so that student understands that. You know, it answers that question. Well, what am I taking this class for anyway? Aside yes. from just majoring. Well, let's answer it. Let's again, let's get out of our esoteric worlds in higher education and let's, let's start making it plain. So that means putting it on the syllabus. That means putting it on your transcript so that 
the, everybody can see it. That means too, thinking about credit in different ways too. Yep. Oh man, I love it. I'll tell you, I think one of the things I've said before is we take general education, but we're not generally educated yeah. because we don't use any of it. And, that's and right, that's right. I think that's um, hearing you talk, it, it's cooking the juices in me because I go so much of it is, is in a name, right? Think about instead of taking a class in you know communication, uh, you took a class in dismantling uh, societal conflict. Correct. Instead of taking math 101, you took mathematics for business or you took business right. Excel or instead right. of um, uh, uh, interpersonal skills, you took sales. You know, right. I mean, I just think it's a lot of it's in a name. You know, how do you package right. it so that somebody goes, you know what, I've got ROI on this now. I'm, I'm in a sales class and I'm going to go out and I'm going to sell myself for the rest of my life but I actually took something that was relevant, That's even right. though maybe some of the skill development is anyway, you get, I, I feel you like get. I talk to you forever. Ladies and gentlemen, amen. I gotta tell you. Amen. Uh, uh, amen. You know, I'm telling you what, um, you're my new best friend for sure. We could do this. Uh, by the way, I love it. Having my guests back to co-host with me. I feel like you're a good, you're I would good love to, mic. I would yeah, love to. Good. All right. Well, let, let's close this one out. Last two questions. Number one, what did we not say about Dean College that you'd like to say? Are you speaking anywhere? Is anything going on at the college? Anything new coming up? Or you just want to say anything general? And yeah. Number two, what do you see as the future of higher education? Woo! Wow. You're going to like end like that, huh? Yeah, All right, I real know. quick. Uh, let's, let's go quick. I know we got time. Um, I think some of the things to watch for at Dean College. First off, get yourself out to Dean College. Uh, at least look online. We have this incredibly beautiful, traditional New England space. Oh, it is awesome. Yeah. And uh, the other thing too, be on the lookout for what we do around the pluralistic ideal here. Uh, how we're going to look at uh, DEIJB sorts of things, but we're going to focus in on pluralistic idea, the pluralist ideal, and a lot more is going to happen over the course of the next semester. Um, and so, so that's that. Uh, future higher education. Uh, I, I said a little bit of it. We've got to think about the next uh, iteration of the internet and how it how it moves. So that's going to be one of those things. Uh, and I also think the future of higher education is going to be some of the things I mentioned. We've got to think about a skill base uh, and sort of human based curriculum, if you will, uh, yeah. that we call something else, not a curriculum, mm -hmm. uh, not a major. Where our lexicon has to just change. Oh, I also I think the future of higher education is going to be that we've got to be more serious and real about uh, where our leanings are on things, and and to be just out out about that. And of course, the future of higher education is going to have to be that citizens have to decide what they want from higher education. Yeah. And we've got to do better at making sure people understand uh, whether or not we can give them those things. Mm. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I've got to tell you, um, Ken, you're like one of my favorite people to talk to maybe ever. Because um, <laughs> <and so, laughs> I'm like, ooh, I feel energized. I'm ready. Well, to good. If I get more coffee, forget about it. It's over. My whole day, I'll just be running around. Nobody will be able to get it. Well, you, should, you, you should be energized anyway because you are engaged in the liberation of minds. That should Ooh. engage you like nothing else. I mean, that's that's, that's why we do this stuff, right? It's that's about the liberation of the human spirit and human minds. That's it. And and I'll, I'll, I always end, well, I don't always end, but I say, you know, man, don't offend me by attacking my work of trying to help people better themselves, right? Don't attack uh, higher ed. Yeah, okay. You know what? We're behind the eight ball in some ways. You know what? We haven't changed as fast as we have, but you're looking at some of the most innovative leaders 
in the world in higher education not just industry and uh, it's time for us to celebrate the brilliance of being a leader in higher education because without us boy whoo, what would society look like i'll tell you what it, it'd be tough and so. and look I, I say this to people i am akin to a monk about this yeah. uh this this is my religion mm. there you have it ladies and gents he is ken elmore he's president of dean college Ken, did you have a good Edup experience today, my friend? Oh, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this, and it has been far better than I even thought it could be. So, <laughs> yes. And, hey, look, shout out to, to Elvin as well. Oh, thank you very much. Elvin, of course, co-founder and producer of the Edup Experience podcast. Uh, I call him the mastermind. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been one of my favorite all-time episodes of Edup. Make sure you take a listen. You oh. just Edupped. It's time to level up. The beginning of a new era in higher education begins with you. Order your copy of Commencement. The beginning of a new era in higher education by Kate Colbert, Dr. Joseph Lucio, with contributions by Elvin Freitas. It's higher education's must-read book of 2022. Discover how you can seize the moment to change higher education forever. Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education, now available on Amazon. For bulk orders, contact Kate, Joe, or Elvin.